Hi, I'm Jennifer Janish, owner of Adored Salon and Adored Signature Hand-Tied Hair Extensions. I'm obsessed with curly hair. I cut it, style it, and extend it, and this podcast is all about my curly girl obsessions that stretch far beyond just curly hair. Hi, everyone. It's me, Jennifer, from the Curly Girls Obsessions, and today I have on here with me Jim from Jim and Henry. When you look at her, you're like, that's not Jim, but she's Jim. Great nickname from her older sister. I love your story and I'm super excited (laughs) to talk with you. This is our first time conversing back and forth. Um, It's amazing what social media does for us and um, the power of podcasts because she's actually in the UK. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so tell us about you okay so so hi everyone I'm Tammy I'm the founder behind Jim and Henry (laughs) yeah by the way by the way like strictly (laughs) reserved for my big sister um yes I'm Tammy I'm the founder behind Jim and Henry and this journey has just been an emotional one it really has into launching my hair care range So, you know, I used to be a journalist in London and I was writing about intellectual property, but I was mixing so many products together. You know, I was going to Planet Organic, I was going to Whole Foods, I was going to, you know, the natural girly vibes, all those Mm -hmm. stores and buying the organic hair products. But they, you know, they just weren't thick enough. They weren't thick and they just weren't nourishing enough for my, my curls, obviously my thick I'd say 3C hair, but we at Jim and Henry tend to move, we move away from those terms, which I'll get into later. Um, so my <laughs> thick curly hair. And I started mixing things together and I just thought it's not good enough. I need to actually do this myself. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's how we started, which feels like a long time ago because it, well, it, was, it was, it was six years ago now. That is a long time ago. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. like when I read your story on your about page, it was so intriguing to me about just how you and your your sister is part of it too, or were you more the researcher? Um, no, so I get that all the time because we're twins. Um, so the nickname's Jim and Henry. She's Henry, according to my big sister. Um, <laughs> But I, I just use the names for, for the company. She's not, Terry's a yoga teacher, completely different. So <laughs> how did you guys get those nicknames? <gasps> I mean, it's a long, <laughs> That's, it's such a cute, like, I always was like, I, I kind of was a tomboy growing up and, but still, you know, girly. And I always found it so intriguing when people like, tip like a, girl had a boy name right and I have clients Mm -hmm. who the mom was we call her Chris but her name is Christopher and her kids are Michelin and Brady like but she calls them Mike and Brady you know so like love that and I was that's so cool (laughs) yeah so I'm not gonna lie it's to do with Disney um (laughs) It's to do with Disney and Lady and the Tramp. 
and yeah Danielle is better at explaining it but it's <laughs> a story like that it's, yeah it's, so it's background is Disney I got it <laughs> <laughs> she really wanted she wanted little little puppies instead of little sisters is that absolutely what? absolutely yeah that's <laughs> definitely Danielle so yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> how did you find me like I know that's how like you reached out to me and I'm like wow this is pretty cool <laughs> I mean Gosh, honestly, I'm kind of on this crusade and I have been for a few years, but really to educate people about ingredients and curly hair. And because there's just, there's, I mean, you'll know, there's just this abundance of misinformation and really conflict, conflicting advice for different hair textures and for different lives and for different people, whether you're a parent with kids, whether you're a single person like me, whether you're older and there's just so much misinformation out there that I I just want to cut through the noise mm -hmm. so I was looking for podcasters who did that who told the truth who were like okay let's let's just tell the truth let's just see what's going on and I came across yours and that's that's when I came across your story <sighs> and I was like I love this <laughs> I love this like you know how how you say you know I was having dinner was it was it Christmas New Year's Eve was it New Year's Eve oh um, yeah when I got the phone call to yeah. and I was like later <laughs> I love that you were like I'm you know that wasn't my vibe that wasn't the flex I was on but I realized I wanted to do something so I went for it love that yeah love that. I I really like I'm definitely someone who it I like I'll, I say this in so many podcasts like I jump feet first and think about it later because <laughs> right if you think about it too much you'll talk yourself out of it even yeah. with just us connecting right mm. and like when we first started messaging I'm like oh gosh she's in the UK like what is even the time difference like I know <laughs> you know when I deal with like India you know, when I'm on conversations with them on WhatsApp or something, it's like 10 p.m. at night or mm -hmm. 6 a.m. in the morning, you know? So mm -hmm. I was like, how could we make this work? I don't even know what the time difference is. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, we'll just figure it out. And then even <laughs> yeah. as far as today, I was like, oh gosh, like usually I will send over several questions that I'm going to ask mm. make sure that they're okay right because not everybody wants to talk about everything like you yeah. you know it, but I do like things to just run like conversation because yeah. that's the best so yeah. I'm like I send over the the questions and nine times out of ten it's like we're just going to talk and it's just yeah. going to flow into a certain direction so yeah. Jennifer, yeah. I'm so sorry. Can I just grab my charger? I can yeah, see yeah. that my battery's about yeah. to die. You're totally just fine. Bear with me. Just plug it in. Oh my God, it's going to stretch. Tell me it's, tell me it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's, oh, always, it's always like, what? how do Honestly. I adjust this? How do I get better lighting? How do I, the middle oh, of- Oh, the amount of times, the issues. I know, but we're all in them. So it's fine. It's totally fine. So yeah. tell me about your company. Um. I loved how you have like 
such clean ingredients because you're worried about the health of people and the things that go on their head, which in today's world, like I feel like every, at least once a week, I hear about someone else with some kind of terminal illness, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't realize all the things that you ingest that mm -hmm. create all these problems. And in the US, like, it's not a very well, well, I guess if you're searching it out, like our mm -hmm. government is not as particular about the foods that we eat as they are in the UK or Europe or Italy. And um, yeah. the things that our food goes through in order for us, like, you know, pasteurization and stuff. So many people with dairy issues. I know this because I can't eat dairy. They're like, if you go to Italy, you probably will be able to eat cheese because it's not put through the rigorous process that it is yeah. here. Even to mm -hmm. the point, I'm a big coffee drinker. Do you know the U.S. is like the last in line for Starbucks? Like Starbucks, the best beans go to Europe and Italy. And because um, the standards are so high that no, by the time, no, and the U.S., the coffee beans, a lot of them I'm not just saying Starbucks, right? Like I don't need no lawsuit here, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the disclaimer, right? The things that I've read is that by the mm -hmm. time the US, we take the last of the last, who knows why, but like there's mm -hmm. usually a high concentration of mold in the coffee beans that make it over here. Oh, crikey. That makes me feel quite unwell. Yeah. <laughs> that so makes that's me feel you're, quite unwell. You're like, then, then you need to like, purchase or camp coffee beans because yeah you're, you're not going to get it yeah. you know and and you're like okay it does say organic mm -hmm. but how organic is organic like mm -hmm. you know it it is mm -hmm. it's a weird thing it, and exactly it, it mm -hmm. blows my mind how many health issues we have in the U.S. and mm -hmm. how much it's actually costing our health system right mm -hmm. but it's like yeah. okay the doctors need jobs. The surgeons need jobs. Right. Just right. Keep, keep this obesity thing pumping and this yeah. unhealthy lifestyle. So can you explain that journey? Like you, you know, you yeah. researching ingredients is no small task. Like mm -hmm. it's huge. So mm -hmm. while you're looking for something to be healthy, but also that works on your hair, how does that mm -hmm. work? So it's quite a story. Um, so I started doing this when I was about 13, 13 years old. I remember there was stuff on the news. You know, this is like early 2000, well, mid 2000s. Um, there was stuff on the news about sunscreen and, oh, you only need this ingredient, zinc oxide, and then these ingredients. And I remember slathering, it was like spring here. So it was cool. It wasn't hot at all. It was cool. And I remember applying sunscreen and my friends were like, what do you have on your face? Why? <laughs> why have you got why have you got this on your face? And I was like, yes, I'm really aware of my skin. I'm really aware of my skin. I'm concerned. And I know this is the active ingredient. And they just looked at me like, OK, <laughs> OK, <laughs> you're a bit weird. 
And then <laughs> Gillian McKeith, I don't know if you know Gillian McKeith, the health woman, she's an author, um, came out over here. She had a program, You Are What You Eat. And it had such an impact on, you know, 12, 13 year old me, where I was like, right, mom, dad, we need organic carrots. We need organic produce in the house. And they were like, okay, Tam, we're going to get what we can afford, sweetheart, basically. But but since then, I have been somewhat health obsessed because ever since I was, gosh, about seven years old, I had migraines. I started having migraines at about seven. And, you know, I remember my mom taking me to the doctors and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, just cut out cheese and chocolate. I mean, for a child. Right. Impossible. Yeah, I, I was horrified, but my parents tried, you know, they they really did try their best. And then when I got to my 20s, I, I didn't have cheese until I was about 22. Um, I remember thinking, oh, actually, it's not cheese. Hold on, do the doctors know what they're talking about? Is it something else? Is it to do with my lifestyle? Is it stress? Is it at the time my parents were going through a divorce and the effect that had? on child me just mm-hmm. so many things but but back to nutrition and what we use on our skin in our hair and what we actually consume has been I guess like a sort of lifelong obsession because I look at my grandparents and the the women um, my both nans on both sides on the Jamaican and Irish side and they have both I mean my on my mom's side my nan isn't here anymore um but they both experienced some sort of cancer. And you just think, hold on a second. Women who, you know, when my nan passed, she was in her 70s and my, my dad's mom is in her 80s. Like they didn't, and my, my nan doesn't consume McDonald's or fast food or eat out much. She has always consumed whole foods. And the same with my Irish nan, that's just in her nature, was in her nature. And I remember just thinking, hold on a minute. What's going on here? They aren't eating junk food. They're not eating all the rubbish. What 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 are they doing? What are they, how are they living? And they're just, you know, fairly relaxed old women. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, right, is it is it skincare? Is it hair care? And with Jim and Henry, when I started formulating, I just went down an absolute rabbit hole. Just went down a rabbit hole because there's this wealth wealth of of information out there there are so many studies but the big brands and I'm not I'm not brand bashing but the big brands don't tell you and the government over here doesn't necessarily tell you so you have to do your research I hold on a second if I'm formulating and legally over here and in, in Europe you need a preservative in your product if it contains water to keep bacteria out of it so what kind of preservation system is, is going on across the beauty landscape? That is a whole beast, shall we say. And so interesting though. Yeah. And there's some preservatives that are worse than others, like, like parabens and formaldehyde, which are carcinogenic. What's really concerned me in the even it is only in the last year, formaldehyde is obviously it's for embalming, it's you don't want to inhale that, it can kill you but there are formaldehyde derivatives in so many products that aren't called parabens 
that aren't called names that we now as a, as a healthy society recognize. Instead, it's tetrasodium EDTA. And it's like, what? And then methylene glycol? I don't know that anyone on, on the high street or just in the co-working space that I work in, do they know what those terms mean? Does my mom know what those terms mean? Do my friends? Like, I am determined to find out and to just, just make people aware because you've got, you've got to be aware. You, you've got to be. So explain to us those two terms in layman's terms, those two words that you just said. Like, right. Tell us what that means. Right, so methylene glycol and tetrasodium EDTA are derivatives of formaldehyde. They are both effective preservatives. And I've seen some cosmetic scientists recently on Instagram say, oh no, it's absolutely fine. Come on, you need a preservative. Yes, you need a preservative if the product contains water, otherwise bacteria will form. However, there are many natural and far safer preservation systems on the market they are more expensive but i would rather pay i would rather pay than know the preservatives in my hair products that i'm using on my nephew might after 10 years of using them five years you know it has a cumulative effect i don't want them to affect him and the research shows that it can cause endocrine issues so that's your reproductive system in men and women later on in life respiratory issues neurological issues lung issues cancers it's 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 crazy so and is that the main two that are found in most beauty and hair products then um yes but also parabens still exist they just they still exist and they they are proven carcinogens they cause cancer and it's so how are they hidden in there like what is what is that term so parabens us. aren't so much gen generally they aren't it will say b-e-n at the end of a long word mm -hmm. and what's quite sad and frustrating is that i know there are customers who might not be able to afford jim and henry and so they go the cheap to the cheaper product and they mm -hmm. buy the product that's got the parabens in i'm sorry that is not okay the big brands that are put that are putting these preservatives in these products because it's cheap and it's quick. Mm -hmm. like, do they not care? How can you how can you sleep at night and do that? Well, th that's the crazy thing is that um, in the hair industry and mm. in I'm assuming that it's global because these mm -hmm. companies are pretty big. Like there's three big companies that run the show and just like you know right like you created your brand out of a personal need want and desire you are so invested in that brand nobody's gonna take that away from you nobody's gonna tell you okay sorry this ingredient now costs five dollars more to produce you know however many bottles we need to cut it and we need to go this less an expensive route your mind you're like nope we're sticking with at least is what i'm thinking we're sticking with it and the cost of the bottle is going to go up five dollars mm -hmm. or six dollars mm -hmm. or whatever it is right and mm -hmm. i think the consumer knowing that would also 100 think 
the same, right? Mm -hmm. But when you remove the people like you and I, like, so I don't have a wet line, but I have a hair extension line, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's certain part of, parts of that that are different from every other hair extension line that's out there that are imperative to Amazing. me. And it could be, you know, for me, it would be like, okay, well, it's less expensive for you to go to China and get that hair and get it permed. It's more expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's like finding the tip of a needle in a haystack to find someone who actually produces your product in India. But mm -hmm. it's so important to me that that's just the route I'm going to go. And it really doesn't even matter yeah. because I've spoke, you know, volumes about why it is that way. But when you're a corporation and yeah. there's not that direct person with the passion, the want, the drive and the need, it, I think that then it becomes this easier thing to conceptualize because they're always just concerned about the bottom line. And so back to that preservative, like mm. if it's a known cancer causing agent, why are we still dealing with it? Why is it allowed? And I think that that speaks to the whole beauty and the regulation system. Like the FDA recently announced, I think it was what, four or five days ago, announced that they are no longer, or they're, they're discussing no longer approving products that contain formaldehyde. And whilst I, you know, I absolutely think that's a win, quite a few people have since messaged me and emailed me saying, yeah, well, they'll just be a workaround because, you know, they don't want to keep the companies who produce formaldehyde out of a job. <laughs> and you just, it, ah, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like this causes cancer. Why does it have any business, any, pro any product that we use on ourselves? You know, blows my mind interesting about that too so gosh I don't even remember when it happened and I mean I can even say the brand like when Brazilian blowout first came out do you know that are you familiar with that product yeah so yep yep there was the whole chaos of it all right and it started with the people in the factory that were producing the product that's like mm -hmm they were the first ones that said that they were getting lung cancer and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so caused the company to redo whatever it is that they redid. So mm -hmm. in the formaldehyde factories, how is anybody alive? Right. <laughs> right. And it, it's still in it now. It's a form of it now. And I, again, in the co-working space that I use, because I'd rather be around people than just in an office. I met a lovely, a lovely woman, and you could see that her hair was like mine, but it was straightened. And obviously, we started talking about hair, and she said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I get a Brazilian blow dry." And I was just like, "Oh, okay." You know, I'm not, I'm not about to judge someone for their life choices. And I said, "How come?" And she said, "You know, it's just so much easier." And I was just like, "Okay, like." I hear you, which I do, I do hear that. I understand that we're busy, you know, especially if you don't understand your natural hair and you're trying to learn about it. I completely sympathize and I get it. What clearly has not been communicated at, at all to this woman that I met 
was the fact that actually using this on a regular basis is building up this formaldehyde on your scalp, which can, pen I mean, and you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Um, it's just frightening to me that it's just so flippant. Like, oh, and today, I, you know, this morning I was at an event and I was speaking to a few women who said, yeah, you know, I relax my hair and I, I couldn't help it. I said, okay, okay. Like, and again, they said, it's because of time, you know, I've got kids. And I said, you know, I completely respect that. I'm an auntie and my big sister who does have natural Afro hair. She uses Jim and Henry, not just, I mean, come on, I'm her sister, but she uses <laughs> my products not, not just because they're natural, but because of how quick they are and they get through her hair and, and that's what she loves. So it's, a dual thing and and I shared that and these two women in particular said oh okay she doesn't relax it anymore and I said no like did you did you hear about the lawsuit against quite a few companies last year um who who proved that that it was in the states but the lawsuits proved that these ingredients in in relaxer actually cause ovarian breast stomach brain and lung cancer it was a huge case, and I just, and I share, I, I, I can't not share that information. Like it, I just feel like it would be really irresponsible. Um, and they just looked horrified at me. I said, "Look, please, like I'm not, I am not trying to scare you. I just, I'm just sharing the information. Do you know? Do what you want with it. They can, you know, you can Google it yourself. The mm -hmm. information is out there, but it's, it doesn't seem to be." well-known a lot of this stuff and it I didn't even hear like, about this lawsuit That's... oh my goodness what mm -hmm. yes yeah, so so an, again an American woman um you know she she developed cancer I can't remember which kind but she then found a study that proved that these certain ingredients in relaxer cause cause all these cancers and then lots of other people came forward saying look you know I've relaxed my hair since I was a child I'm now in my 40s I now have cancer and it's it, it it's crazy it's crazy so long that is like I mean a staple in a hair salon that just caters to your type of hair like mm -hmm. a mom goes in so you know in the United States there's a lot of blended families and mm -hmm. it, it's like one of the hardest um, in our salon, like we'll have a Caucasian mom bring in an African-American daughter that she has with her husband, who's African-American. And the mom has mm -hmm. five strands of hair and <laughs> is like, I have no idea what to do with my daughter's hair. I mean, mm -hmm. and no, whatever we would tell her to make her life easier, she'd be like, okay. Yeah. And, and that's how that happens and starts at an early age. Now we don't relax here. We're, you know, we're petrified of relaxers mm -hmm. because it's just like, it's, it can break off hair in such an instance. It can give right. your scalp burn such scalp. chemical burns, like mm -hmm. in an instant. And, um, but you can see like the vulnerability of this mm -hmm. mother with this mm -hmm. child and she's just like I have no idea what to do and mm -hmm. you know we go through it we teach her we show like 
this is the best way to wear your daughter's hair natural, but it's going to require you to be on top of it, detangling it mm -hmm. whenever you wash it. And it's going to mm -hmm. take, it's going to take a while. Like it's going to take it, a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's your Sunday, you know, like it's your Sunday yeah. afternoon thing or Sunday night thing. Like, but to give to your daughter everything that she needs or your son, like this is just part of it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. teaching that has been really interesting because it's literally just like a total lack of knowledge, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I find on a, on a daily basis. Like I was talking to my, to my mom the other day who said Tam it's crazy how you say to me oh you know these people are saying I'm not sure how to do my daughter's hair I'm not sure how to do my hair but in the 90s things were so much easier and I said what do you mean mom there were fewer products then surely and she said exactly the fact the rise of social media and the fact that YouTube exists and influencers exist and people will try these styles that they've seen online and then become frustrated that they aren't recreating those exact same styles at home. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, you know what? She's like, mom's right. It, it's right. Even though those products she was using on us probably weren't great. It yeah. was a simpler time. And now things just do seem muddled up and a lot and intense. And it can just be overwhelming. Yeah. Well, so many scenarios come to my mind when you say mm -hmm. that, right? So like when I was little, I remember and this actress, like she's, do you remember, do you know who Farrah Fawcett is? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So her hair had like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wheel, right. And I remember <laughs> I went to the hair salon with my mom. My mom always like, you know, she was a single mom for a while and then she married my stepdad and then my stepdad had a terrible accident and she had to work like crazy, but like she always took care of her hair. And my mom's hair was straighter than mine. Like it would easily go into this, these mm. wings, right? So I went and got the haircut. My hair did yeah. not go into those wings. <laughs> and then my um, neighbor, she got the haircut, but she had poker straight hair and it mm. was perfectly like, yeah. I remember stomping home from the bus stop in third grade because my hair did not look like hers. It was mm. so ridiculous. But then fast forward to now, right? So on the word of influencers, have you ever heard of masterclass? The, uh, it's like an app and it's, yes, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and something that I love to listen to, like if I'm doing something like computer, like I got to have my AirPods in and be learning mm -hmm. something. If I'm folding Same, laundry, yeah. I, I don't like to have downtime, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching this masterclass and with these two women who are like everywhere, right? And they're the one is hosting the class and the other one comes in and she's talking and she looks stunning. I've never seen her look so like in her element because her hair was just thick and just had this wave and texture to it. 
And what's the first thing she says? I got to apologize for my appearance. My hair is natural and I'm on here, but I just have to add this into your conversation. And I was like, damn it. Her hair looked what? so good. And this is like an icon that's everywhere, everywhere. And her hair looked so amazing. I actually screenshot it and shared mm -hmm. it onto my story because I was like, it was Khloe Kardashian. And it shocked me. <laughs> like she did. Okay, have, rewind. She what? did it, it's on it's on the mom's Chris Jenner's yeah. master class. And Chloe yeah. then and she looks gorgeous, right? She's just in a black, simple top and jeans, and this hair is just like thick and wild and and she's like I got to apologize for my appearance I didn't have a you know my hair done today because I didn't anticipate being on here and yeah. I was like oh god if I could if you could use my extensions because your hair is that texture right mm -hmm. and so then you there you go to that patch of what your mother just said mm -hmm. and what like my struggle is with my company is like there's I could go to a hair show and be in a room with 30 women with hair extensions in their hair mm -hmm. there'll be one person that looks like me me mm -hmm. nobody shows this texture it's mm -hmm. so blown out it's cracking off they've gotten mm -hmm. straight extensions that are just collapsed in comparison mm -hmm. to their hair you know mm -hmm. and I'm like it just I'm like how loud can I scream this from the rooftops? Like your textures, if you're going to wear hair extensions, right? And mm -hmm. you're going to drop that wad on your hair, the textures better match because it's a yeah. dead giveaway mm -hmm. when the person walks away with the blowout crispy and then the silky shiny yeah. hair extensions. <laughs> so it's shocking. You know, you're just like, mm -hmm. why? When I, whenever I think like, we're in this century for our year mm -hmm. of acceptance. Mm -hmm. We're still really eons behind mm -hmm. the acceptance. It's bizarre of to me. Yeah, it's especially in celebrity culture. When I see black women in, you know, on TV, in films, and, and more often than not, especially black women who are I'd say over 40 it's very classic that their hair will be straight now I'm not you know I'm not trying to change their minds at all but I would love to see their natural texture I yeah. would love to just see and I bet it's beautiful because I look at my aunties and like my, my auntie overcame cancer and you know, mercifully she's she's well she's great auntie Bev and her hair she she did initially lose her hair but then it, it came back and her afro oh my this beautiful texture and mm -hmm. I said auntie Bev I have never seen your hair like this and she said no 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 I don't like it I need it straightened I was like um no <laughs> don't do that please don't do that so she she blows it out she, right <laughs> I mean she doesn't you know she she doesn't relax anymore obviously because of the cancer but she she straightens it and 
I do think it's just a generation thing. If, like if that's what she's comfortable with, fine. But I just sometimes wish I could give her the love I feel for my natural hair because I now I can walk into a room and just own it without even thinking about my 100%. hair. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Everybody will be talking to you because your mm. hair looks freaking amazing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, it, it, I, there is, you know, I talk about this too. Like, I go to the grocery store and mm. I could have five new clients walking out because people will stop. They're like just in such awe. And when I was yeah. a little kid, my mom would go crazy because people would be like attacking me <laughs> in the grocery store, like to get their hands in my hair. Mm -hmm. And this, I'll never forget too, one time being at a hair show with yeah. a lot of hairstylists. This was before I actually had extensions in my hair. And someone came up behind me, another hairstylist, and mm -hmm. grabbed my hair and was like, is this extensions? And I was like, imagine if I would have had them in and grabbed yeah. my hair like That's it was awesome. so shocking but you know it is the honest to god truth like the confidence to carry that lion's mane mm -hmm. that you have or it's mm -hmm. like there's nothing else like it yeah and <laughs> And it's mad to me now because, you know, I'm in my 30s and I have a twin sister. And for pretty much all of our teenage years, I was known as the twin with straight hair. And I look <laughs> back at photos. Right. I look back oh, at photos. Yeah, and oh, and I think, damn. And it's, you know, and then when I'd wash it, it was just so short it was so dry and then I just straighten it again and I feel like I don't want to say I feel like a new person but I really do just own the fact that this is who I am this is mm -hmm. who I am how did you get it straight like that I when I was yeah. young the crap I did to my hair to try and get it straight <laughs> I'll never forget my seventh grade photo like, because mm -hmm. I literally brushed it. Like I, I had the, the night before, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna brush it out. And I'm 48. So this general- You look amazing. What? I am, I'm 48. I'm 48. A life of crazy coffee and <laughs> working in the hair world, like talking and I think standing and just, I don't know, but thank you. I've always looked really young and um, it's helped me and it's been hard at times. Like when I first started doing hair, I was 17 years old in the hair salon and people, I remember one woman, she was in her sixties and she was like, that baby is not going to cut my hair. And I was like, <laughs> I'm okay. like eye connection and I said yeah. to her, I was literally crapping in my pants but oh. I said to her I'm like you know what you need to take a chance on me because I'm really good at what I do and I'm going to give you the best haircut that you've ever gotten and she was like okay let's see I love, oh, that. I love that no pressure right like right but but then she was my client until she moved to another state like and amazing 
Um, so yes, thank you. Thank you for telling me I look young. <laughs> be on this podcast next week too. <laughs> but we used to, um, were mall bangs, do you, was that a term ever like in the, okay. So this was so crazy. What? Mall bangs, like that, it was like a, uh, if you go back and you look at the early eighties videos, you'll see this crazy full hair that we used to wear. Like my, the front of my hair would probably stand up that tall on my head. And then the sides would be like this too. Like it was so insane and I could make it happen. So easy because my hair was so thick, but when you hear what we used, you'll just vomit, right? So there was this old hairspray called Aquanet. Have you ever heard of that? No. Oh my gosh. You got to research it because you will not even believe that I put that. Oh God. Okay. So I would take it and I would take this whole section in a hot curling iron, right? Heat to smooth it, hold it up with the curling iron attached, spray this aerosol Aquanet hairspray that, you know, I think it was a $1.99 for a massive can. So it was nothing good. Great. Okay. And then we would take the blow dryer and blow dry it. So it literally was like a wall. And then we would do the same in the sides, hit it with the hairspray and the blow dryer. I mean, this stuff, it was huge. I'm going to find a photo of it. I'm going to send it to you and you are going to crack up. But like that was, why Why did you do? Why was that? That was the trend. That was the trend. Like, you know, um, at the time, probably um, who would have been, it was like, if you just go and look at those early 80s videos, you'll see it on the teenagers. It was hideous. And my family (laughs) would make so much fun of me. And I was like, "Mm, okay, whatever. My hair. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, yeah. I, so I didn't, I didn't go through that at all. <laughs> Luckily, you were the generation where it was like poker yeah. straight flat. Or at least I tried to get it poker straight. So because my big sister always relaxed her hair, I remember mom was just like, nah, that you two aren't, that's not happening to you two. Um, so lit, like I could straighten my hair now with a hairdryer literally just wash my hair deep condition rinse it out once my hair was bone dry you just you know get the the round brush and you go over it and you go over it and you go over it and then you go in with the straighteners and the amount oh I would just (laughs) dry my hair out I would and I'd use like hair grease like blue magic dax pink luster just this heavy stuff and it was quite stiff because I actually would put quite a lot in and then you'd have to <laughs> go over it always best. right <laughs> and then the next day do it again and oh it it was awful it was awful so can we talk about that like what <laughs> are your views on so I am like I'm not an oil person, right? Mm -hmm. I feel, I always 
like the, I've been taught a long time ago that it can actually suffocate your hair, whereas a lot of people think it moisturizes your hair. So can you like give us like just what's your opinion? What's your feelings on that? Um, so with oil, we highly, highly discourage and never, ever recommend anyone putting oil on their scalp. Because of the way it blocks the sebum, it can in, interfere with sebum, what sebum naturally does. So for those, those of us who don't know, sebum is that natural film that's on your scalp that's made up of bacteria, dirt, oil, keeps the pathogens out. And it's, it's always that it keeps you, the pH of your scalp healthy. But when you mm -hmm. add oil, it can disrupt that and block it and stop it from doing its job, which is keeping your scalp healthy. So we never, ever, ever recommend putting oil on your scalp however in terms of putting it on your hair again there's so much chat about oh it does this it moisturizes your hair oil doesn't it just provides shine that's mm -hmm. it it literally just reflects the light well yes it will feel nice because it's oily what we tend to do and what, what I generally recommend is that you can use it as a mask so you'll mix it with a little bit of your leave-in in the shower. Leave it on, I'd say, 10 minutes, but mm -hmm. wash it out. Wash it out. Because you don't want the oil before the leave-in because then the leave-in won't work. Do you know what I mean? Because right. it's blocking it. Yeah. Yeah. It blocks it. Yeah, it's, you know, the problem that we have is with when it comes to extensions in... Mm in the US and I, I think this is global as well is mm -hmm. that everybody's like oh you need the oil to moisturize the mm -hmm. hair right and oil doesn't moisturize hair it doesn't. it doesn't and and it's it comes from like I said my extensions they're from India and there's so many mm -hmm. reasons why so many less chemical processes mm -hmm. etc and mm -hmm. in China a lot of the extensions are coated with silicone and after so many washes, the silicone washes away and the hair doesn't look as shiny as okay. it once did. So hence the oil, the oil, the oil, but mm. then they put on the oil, the oil, the oil, and then they heat style it. And the oil holds in the heat, like a microwave. And then we get what's called a thermal haircut right? Like yeah. you killed the in, internal portion of the hair and mm -hmm. you're going over it, going over it, going over it with hot tools and then it breaks off. Yeah. And so burning the hair. Yeah. Right. From the inside out, like in, and it's holding in the heat so intensely. And mm -hmm. it's like, I just can't talk enough about this misconception of what it's really doing right mm -hmm. like this hair texture doesn't need oil on it yeah, it, yeah. It, like it just it feels pretty soft and unless you touch my natural hair <laughs> my, my, just because of age like I'm addicted to having I love blonde hair I have gray hair I touch up my roots I like dimensional colors so mm -hmm. when you put your hair through those processes there's a price you pay <laughs> and um, yeah it just is what it is I try to do my best but um mm. yeah that oil is it just it blows my mind how 
again, just like influencers and stuff, oil is oh. everywhere. It's so weird, right? It's so weird. Like the whole rosemary oil thing. I cannot <laughs> cope. I cannot cope. And it it's based on a study. I mean, the results of the study, are, it, like it, it does not indicate at all that rosemary makes your hair grow. So it's the minoxidil versus rosemary essential oil study. Right. Chemical, natural. Now, after three months of using minoxidil or rosemary, the two groups, the two groups reported growth with minoxidil, but nothing with rosemary. Fine. And then after six months, there was growth on both sides. How on earth can you then conclude, looking at those results, that rosemary oil makes your hair? I mean, that's just, that's nonsense. And instead, big brands have latched onto this and said, well, you know, after six months, after six months, your hair's going to grow anyway. But no one wants <laughs> right. to talk about that. Right. After Especially if, if you put focus into it, where we're focus is. What is the yeah. term? Like where focus goes, energy flows, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, do, I do believe that. Like if, you know, I've got like here, I had a pat on my elbow. I had a, a dry patch. And for a week, I was just putting on shea butter and it, it's gone. It's absolutely fine. Because <laughs> I was focused on sorting it out, right? Yeah, you took care of it. Yep. Yeah. It, oh, it drives me mad. Yeah. The other thing that is um, the hair growth. And mm. I don't, I cannot speak one way or another about this because I've not done the research, but like castor oil is making a huge huge it's all over tiktok like to take pour it in your belly button for this put it on your eyebrows for that put it here for this like what 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 should we know about that product okay <laughs> let's begin right i'm so I, excited <laughs> i am well versed in this okay so castor oil is a rich oleic at mostly oleic acid-based oil. So oil generally is made up of palmitic, stearic, linoleic, and oleic acids, right? They are the acids in the oil. Oleic acids typically are, are in oils that are quite fatty, they're quite greasy, they're normally quite viscous, so thick, olive oil, castor oil, like butter's shea, and with coconut oil, it's an in-between. Now, oh, where do I begin? Where do I begin? When I was living in London, as, working as a journalist, I was like, oh, you know, my hair just feels a bit dry. You know, my scalp just feels a bit dry. I had no issues, but I just thought, mm, it feels a bit dry, you know. Mm -hmm. I would put castor oil directly onto my scalp. This thick oil, which just made it kind of greasy. And then I'd have to wash it out anyway, right? Like 10 times, because how does it right? even come out? Yeah. yeah. And, and then I was I was using, you know, natural leave-ins that actually sorted me out compared to the castor oil. So it wasn't the castor oil that, that makes your hair better. That said, that said, with our leave-in conditioner 10 and 10 Pro, they both contain a castor oil because it's such a rich oil that, that that holds onto I don't want to say moisture but it gives that softness which oil will do mm -hmm. however 
it is mixed with water, which is key. It's mixed with emulsifier. Now, emulsifier is the ingredient that mixes water and oil together. That's why they're in our products. You cannot just mix them together and expect great results just at home without a high speed sheer mixture, which is what we have in our commercial kitchen. But, oh, castor oil doesn't so make your hair grow. It, so, it, then, it, then in, so then the way that you mix them together, they don't separate in the bottle, I'm assuming. Does it Yeah, stay? yeah. So, so all of our, our conditioners contain water and shea butter. That's, that's the base. To make water and oil merge together, you need an emulsifier. And, and that's what we use. It, it merges it together. That's how everyone mixes oil and water together. And that's why 10 and 10 Pro. So 10 is for my hair. I, I use 10 Pro more because I like the moisture injection. You know, all of our range is obviously pH balanced. But 10 Pro is thicker. 10 mm -hmm. is literally eight. So that's our eight ingredient leave-in. With the castor oil and olive oil added, fine. But 10 Pro, it's a it's a thicker emulsion. It's for Afro hair. And it's it's incredible. Oh. That's so cool. That's um two well the podcast is actually airing right now that I did with Wendy Isles. She's um I love her products too. And she said you can have the best ingredients in the world, but if you don't have science backing it, right? Like how mm -hmm. you you just explained mm -hmm. that whole scenario, right? Like people are dumping straight castor oil in their hair and expecting. I mean, I've done it. I've done it. Crazy <laughs> results, you know? Yeah. And so without the science behind it to actually make the product work in a manner that is effective. Exactly. It's, it's just that, like, it's just. It's just putting a raw <laughs> product like on, on your hair, on your face and expecting amazing results if it's not with the water it's not going to hydrate it will just sit on top I could grab some castor oil right now if I have some in the house put it on my hair it wouldn't reveal my curl pattern it wouldn't hydrate my hair it won't I mean it would make it kind of soft but heavy because it's castor mm -hmm. oil but when it's mixed with the water with the emulsifier in a proper hair conditioner made to standards made to UK standards then you've got an effective product. It's it's so interesting to me to find out like um, the science behind everything. Like I get like, what is it? Hyper-focused when I love mm. something, I wanna know everything about it, right? Yeah. And I'm always so intrigued by like the people like you, creating a product out of need and want and researching, like I look at the back of a bottle, I'm not going to lie. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to trust that this is good <laughs> because I look oh. at those words and I'm like, what on earth is in mm -hmm. this? And so I couldn't imagine, like, I think it's at age 13, you said, or was it seven? Yeah, yeah, I was third. So seven was when the migraines happened. I mean, migraine-free. Um, but when I was 12, 13, I just, 
zoned in. And I, I guess that's why I became a journalist because I'm always interested in the key point or the active ingredient. Often the rest is noise, you know, mm-hmm. which is why our products only contain eight ingredients, 10 ingredients, because I realized, wait, so I need these things to make conditioner. Why on earth am I adding glycerin, coconut oil, protein, like hydrolyzed protein? Like, does that actually help? Just ingredients that I wasn't definitely not familiar with, but from what my experience from using them didn't actually help my hair. Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in that key point. So that's, that's, that's just what I'm like. So would you say then when you, what was the first product you created in your brand? Eight, uh, eight leave-in hair conditioner. And I remember when I got to that formulation, I was just like, wow, this is making my hair. How did you, like, it's so unbelievable. Like, how did you get to that formulation? Like, were you like in your kitchen? Were you in your bathroom? And yeah, did you get it? Like, what? Yeah, where do you find this stuff? <laughs> yeah, so so I was working as a journalist, living in London, living with this guy, Dan's flatmate, and you know I was making these concoctions in my room, adding essential oil to the conditioner that I already had. And I thought I've got I've got to be able to do it properly myself. So I'm not joking. On my lunch breaks, <laughs> I would call around. <laughs> like the cosmetic formulas, formulators, and say, so how do I do it? Call like the regulatory boards, um, like everything to do with the MSDS form. So material safety data sheet, which you need for every ingredient when you're developing a product. There was just a whole other scholarly time and world that I revealed and that I had to become immersed in before I could even think, right, what do I do next? a lot of conversations, a lot of emails. And then I was like, right, I need these products. Let's buy them. So I bought products, these ingredients. (laughs) And then I was mixing in a blender, literally in my kitchen. Yeah, literally, a Nutribullet, literally (laughs) in my kitchen. And you know, you you, you go and then you take it off. And I was like, wow, this amazing product. I'm not joking. I I was blending in, so I went from Nutribullet to is it the Ninja Nutri Ninja the Ninja mm-hmm. one? Um, yeah. And I had a few of those. I'm not going to lie. Up until 2020, I want to say we were doing it in literally in blenders. And then I was like, so <laughs> the demand is getting quite high. I need an actual proper machine. Um, and that's when I went like proper big scale so yeah so do you still produce them all yourself yeah so I've got a team um we do everything in a commercial kitchen and it's it's so funny because looking back it was chaotic (laughs) shall we (laughs) it was chaotic um but yeah we do everything in-house because and people ask me this all the time like you know why don't you go to a manufacturer who can make what you make in a day in five seconds you know what I mean and quite frankly it's about the purity of the brand and and the product so let's say I went to a big manufacturer and I said right I need this it's only eight ingredients 
I have no idea. Well, I, I know because they tell me the other products that they make, but I have no idea that in that same barrel or in that same factory, there's not formaldehyde or a derivative lying around or ingredients that we just never, they just don't come in contact into our kitchen. They don't exist in our world. I can't have that risk and, and sleep well at night. And also we, we protect our intellectual property that way as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, do you rent the commercial kitchen or is yes. it in your home? Okay. Yes. So oh, no, 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 <laughs> Cannot, no, no, no. Moved out of the house a while ago because that was a wild time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's local to, to where I am now. Yeah. And then. Oh my gosh, excuse me. I did not sleep good last night. I you know, <laughs> I, I started this um, training and yeah. I, I'm sure this happens to you. Like I had this idea in my head that just kept like, the only way I can describe it is it's spinning like, you know, the bubble graphs we would make in school, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like you have your main idea and then you have this. And then, yeah, 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 and that's me. All night I'm like, oh my gosh, like the next thing, the next thing, you know? So, yeah. and then I get up at five, I was up at five and I went to work out and then the day just took on. So excuse my yawn, that's why. But, um, so then how, at what point will you outgrow that kitchen or will you just rent like the next larger size kitchen? Yeah, so we are looking for investment so that we can have our own manufacturing unit that we own, our own building. That's that's the next step because we grow our own rosemary as well and we press it into essential oils, but we don't have a large enough harvest to to do like to do like 10,000. That's that's not the level we're at. But when we get there, we will need we'll need more land. We'll need a whole proper warehouse that's ours. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that, the, again, the podcast that's happening right now with that Wendy Isles, like she owns her own manufacturing company. Like her own is in Orange County, California. Mm -hmm. And she said it's the same for her. Mm. Owning those ingredients like because it is it's so I mean when you just like a package of food right cook mm. it if I'm dairy free right cooked in a kitchen that contains milk soy nuts and blah 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 right exactly. so you mm. do have to really really think about that um with the hair extensions so I'm the same, like, I'm like these little babies, like they can't go anywhere. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the pandemic, it was in the office of my house. Yeah. And um, because hair, unlike, you know, what you're doing, like it collapses pretty easy, yeah. you know, you, yeah. but it took up a lot of space. And then the pandemic happened and my husband needed the office right and so my mom runs that company for me she's the person who takes in the orders and does mm -hmm. all all of that and shipping and everything 
And so my mom and my husband were working in the same office. Oh gosh. Okay. Together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted like That's three crazy. days. And my husband was like, we got to do something. You know, yeah, being, please. Yeah. He'd get a call. Like he's on this side of the desk. She's on this side oh, of the God. desk. Like this, our desk in there is literally like a big, like kitchen. It's not a kitchen table, but like, it's like an elegant, big wooden desk. So yeah. it was big enough. So then to be on either side and I'll never <laughs> forget it. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot yeah. deal with this. Yeah. And we moved everything to my mother's and, um, which thankfully like that, um, you know, my mom has a big house and she's you know, she's, it's her and her dog, right? So it's really not a problem. And when there needs to be help, there's help, right? But I keep thinking that too, like, at what point do you get to where you're like, like now it's been in my house, like it's been in that scenario where it's yeah. covered right under my yeah. umbrella for so long. Like, yeah, was it hard for you to get comfortable moving those ingredients that you treated like <laughs> little babies into what's, an open space? Yeah. Well, what's funny is that I am quite precious <laughs> about my stock <laughs> and my ingredients anyway. And like, even in the house, I remember like, you know, initially it was just like mom helping. And then it was, you know, my cousin's son and his girlfriend. And I was like, so guys, guys, remember what I said? <laughs> Do you remember what I said? And they'd look at me like, <laughs> and I was like, I'll be back in five minutes. I just needed a minute to be calm. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say I'm... I was more precious or even I felt a bit concerned about moving because it's exciting. Yeah. Like growing and, and realizing, Oh, we are outgrowing this space and actually we need a bit more space. We need to spread out. It's, I mean, it's, it's like a dream come true. It really is. Yeah. Cause it does mean success has happened. Yeah. 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 yeah that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It is. It's like, it's those growing pains and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this is comfortable. I think that that's the other part of it too, is like, it's comfortable. And, um, a couple of times mm. friends of mine that own businesses, they're like, well, why don't you move to a manufacturing distribution center? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, don't you yeah. worry about theft? <laughs> like, right. I would be petrified. We're mm -hmm. not talking, you know, about a $3 headband here. Yeah. We're talking about, I mean, each piece is quite a bit of money. And, mm. and I just, I'm like, as much as I would, like, it would be as you, I, I honestly don't think I could go that route. I would have to go the same way. Like you, like it still would have to be private and yeah. I couldn't just, be okay with anybody just mass handling these things yeah. because it is you, you can't you can't because you have put your whole self into this company that you know is helping others 
and then some big company who just like you said cares about the bottom line i mean i i i, I can't do that <laughs> no thanks <laughs> no because it's just not honestly it's just not in everybody else's best interest it's mm -hmm. like when th that's the um the you know, the passion behind the brand and the way that it was created creates that stellar pro product. And then when things get sold off over time, it's hard because like, you know, people always say, well, what's your end result? When are you going to sell this? When are you going to, and I'm like, I just don't see that happening because mm -hmm. I just love it so much. Now, I mean, I don't know. Will it be different in 10 or 20 years? I don't know. But yeah. I just think like that initial, like, mm. yeah. And, but, and yeah. with your product too. So you created eight first. Yes. And then I'm, I'm gonna assume eight pro was second. Uh, so, not? so 10 pro. Um, but ten. So I started with eight. So again, it goes back to my sisters. So I started with eight and I was like, this product's great. Like, you know, my friends are loving it. Family members are loving it. I'm going to get it all like legally sorted, all the testing. So I did all of that, the water test, the preservative test, etc. And then my big sister said, you know, eight's fine. Like it, it's fine. But actually, can you make something richer for my Afro hair? So I said, okay, okay, let me do that. So I made 10 and she said, Tammy, it's great. I can feel a difference, but it's not thick enough. And I was like, okay, okay. Let me make something thick for you. <laughs> and that, that's 10 pro. Yeah. So when she said that to you, were you really first accepting like that? <laughs> or were you like, what is wrong with you? This is perfect <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong I initially was like what do you mean give me I'm I want to know the details I'm I'm okay with criticism but is it fair <laughs> right I'm like what do you mean tell me specifically um and you know Danny's great she's great so and I, I wanted to make something for her that would make wash days easier mm -hmm. and I, I get quite excited about the idea of something new I was like, let, let me see if I can do it. And, and I did it. And you did it. How many products do you have in total? Now we have five. Yeah. So our three hair conditioners, and then we've got our hair oil and our shampoo and that's it. That's it. That's I, I love when a line is just like that because it's like, this is so good that this is all you need, right? Like here's your shampoo, this, it's going to work. It's going to do what it needs to do. And these are the reasons why. And then here's your three conditioners, take your pick. Like it's easy, right? So you told us about eight and 10 pro. What is the third conditioner? So, so it's eight and 10. So eight ingredients, 10. Oh, is I see. Yeah, and then sorry. So Danny said, make it thicker and 10 pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so 10 is eight with olive oil and castor oil added. 10 pro is identical to 10, but it's thicker. And yeah. then, and then the hair. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I love, 
simplicity like that because so many brands mm. now are like oh you're gonna look left use this you're gonna look straight yeah. oh you need yeah. that look right yeah. oh let's add this in you yeah. know and so many brands too I love that yours caters to not only curly but this specific type of curly right because um this is another thing that I run into is there's all these brands that all have 40 to 50 SKUs and -hmm. then they have three things for curly just to fill a void. And it's not a curly line. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, I, that just doesn't work for me either. I Mm -hmm. want it to be specific. (laughs) Very specific. I know exactly what you mean because then it feels inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, did you just add this on as an afterthought to make money? Like, what do you know about natural hair, if anything, at all? Usually it's nothing because it is, <laughs> yeah. an, after- it, it is an afterthought. It's literally like when there's 50 products and only three for curly yeah. hair, like it, it's like, yeah, that is just a thought, right? Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you would like to tell us about Jim and Henry that we didn't discuss ah oh gosh I just feel like there's so much there's so much what I'm doing at the moment is we're putting the feelers out to see if anyone would be interested in a sort of guidebook slash course because honestly like myself and Jess so so my, my assistant we are constantly receiving emails and questions from everyone whether they use our products or not asking so what do I use on my hair can I use this product should I be doing this should I be doing that what about my children and we like to cut through the noise I I really like to just say okay hold on let's just strip it back what are you using at the moment what do you want to use do you want a simple routine and more often than not that's that's what everyone wants something that's simple it's straightforward they can do it in the morning and go so, so what we're doing when, is, yeah sorry yeah when they're asking you for this are they asking you for the regimen plus technique like styling technique you know what I'm saying not, like not so much not so much the styling because we could we could recommend styles but Really, our USP and our, our forte is ingredients and hair care. So washing it and why washing it is is actually better than not washing it, it turns out. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest crock, black women in particular, have been sold is to say, don't wash your hair. Like, mm-hmm. It drives me absolutely insane. Oh, you know, don't, don't wash your hair. And then the curly girl method. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, where do I begin? And you know, don't get me wrong. If it helps people look after their curly hair, great, and feel better about themselves, that is fantastic. But I, how I will, how often do you wash your hair? Twice a week. Twice at, a week. At and then this is me being like in my own lane with blinders on. The curly mm. girl method is that the conditioning only? Like uh, they just rinse it and condition it. Is that it? Pretty much, pretty much. But it's also, oh, the noise. People say things like, wash your hair with lube. And I mean, literally, like, 
lubrication for like intimacy oh my god <laughs> why 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 like what in what sentence does that sound like a good idea <laughs> right right it, it, it will not clean your hair it will not moisturize your hair i i why <laughs> why and then okay. there's this solidifies this I think you do have to make some videos then because clearly there's a lot of misinformation out there. And um, yeah. are you thinking of making it as a like a paid course type of thing? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because, you know, this, this isn't just me just saying it after doing five minutes of research. This is years of research, years. And... I'm constantly in this field. You know, I'm working with the university. I mean, I can't really say that. I can say that. I can say that. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working with a couple of universities in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And last year, we released a, a sort of white paper, a very basic but white paper, where we, I, scanned and assessed over 500 products aimed at curly hair from the big brands like Aribe, um, God to like, high street brands you know whether it's male organics whether it's as i am so so aimed at black women as well as you know umberto giannini just general products and then lower price ones every single product had 34 or more ingredients in i know wow. i know and then 12 percent up it was up to 12 percent of those ingredients were carcinogens and, you know, this information, it's its not out there. My goal is to, to merely share and then you can make your own decisions. So this is what my bubble idea last night, right? Like my <laughs> dream, like I'm working through a virtual program because I have, um, I had virtual trainings for stylists that I created in 2021 for curly hair extensions. And then I created Karen styling videos for the consumer who wears our hair. Because like what you're saying right now, I'd work all day and then I'd come home to three hours of DMs that I would yeah. have to answer yeah. about how to make their hair look like mine because they saw my hair and that's what they thought they were getting. And it doesn't look anything like it. It's like it's tangled and matted because they're told to use the wet brush and a cream on their extension. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, you know, the disaster that that sounds like, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then my mom had said to me, you have to create Karen styling videos for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And um, so I did, but now like, now I'm four years in mm -hmm. to owning the brand five years into wearing it myself, my brand, and three years prior of wearing others, right? Mm. I know so much more. I'm so much more comfortable in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a training to do the virtual videos. And I'm like, this time I want to learn the marketing, the everything of it, right? Mm. This course is so good. And I think you would benefit from it greatly because there is a need from th for that. I mean, yeah. if you if you did market research and you mm -hmm. asked 
your consumers, or if you just did the work yourself, there's nobody out there talking about that. Yeah, no one, literally no one, which blows my mind, frankly. Yeah, I Um, honestly think like, you know, if you, with your passion behind it, your brand, and just those damn statistics that you (laughs) just said to me, like like that's all you'd have to get them to be talking about on social about it and boom you know you would that there is such a need Mm. for the explanation of taking care of curly hair it resides more on the consumer side than it does Mm. the hairstylist yeah um because a lot of hairstylists sorry hairstylists I know this probably going to irritate you but a lot of hairstylists are like yeah I know I know curly I know what I'm doing and I can Mm. say that because the resistance of purchasing these videos before they purchase the hair is huge Mm. but there's not a lot if I wouldn't sit there with three hours worth of dms if everybody knew what they were doing right right but it's because they just don't yeah. I just didn't have a clue. Yeah. Because it's always been about straight hair. Always. And then and then when you talk about curly hair, there's just so many voices. And it's like, right, so which category do I fit in? Who do I listen to? Does that apply to me? There's there's just so much. And what I'm trying to do is make it bite-sized and simple and straightforward and just just easy to follow, clear information. Yeah. And well, in your niche, like your niche is your niche. There is a certain, you're at this particular curl level and then some, right? Like this is that. So I think you need to do it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Thanks. I'm going to send you that information I'll send you the information because it will it will really help you well I'm so glad you reached out to me I feel like we're like sisters across the globe we had so much to talk about and so much like this is if you guys can all believe this this is the first time that we talked like we hooked up on zoom I said wait hold that thought I'm just gonna press record and boom, here we go. This is how much I love yeah. to talk to people. I love <laughs> to talk. So if you ever have another topic that you want to talk about, if you have a thought in your head and you're like, I want to talk to Jennifer on her podcast again, you got to reach out to me. If I have a question, I'm going to reach out to you and be like, we're going to talk. Can we talk okay. on my podcast about this? Okay. Awesome. Cool. So thank you so much for coming. and. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if, if it's late there. Are you up really late right now? No, not at all. It's, it's no, no, it's only half seven in the evening. It's only half seven, but it's dark because it's winter, you know, daylight yeah. savings. Yeah. yeah. But this has honestly been fantastic. Thank you so much. I've Thank loved you. it. It was um, so fun. I could talk about hair and ingredients all day. <laughs> I know. I know. Same. I mean, I do. Yeah. So same. Same. <laughs> all right well thank you for listening in on the curly girls podcast tell them where they can follow you on instagram and social so so our website is jimandhenry.com and then our instagram is underscore jim j-i-m-a-n-d henry h-e-n-r-y underscore 
And that's where we share everything. And we also, we also have a private group on Facebook. So it's called the Jim and Henry method where I debunk all the noise. Yeah, that's where you can find us. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for much. listening. Thank you for, this has probably been a long, how long did we talk? An hour? I think, yeah, about, yeah, something like I that. I can never <laughs> get it at 30 minutes. They're like, you got to talk for 30 minutes. I can't talk <laughs> for 30 minutes to anybody so yeah. thank you for listening it might be two parts I don't know we'll see and tune in next week who knows what I'll be talking about then maybe she'll be back who knows <laughs> but thank you for staying to the end and thank you we're so grateful for our listeners if you could give us a follow like subscribe write a view review we would love it thank you so much thank you bye, bye.